Hey everybody, Joey Mills here with the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, and I am bringing you today another special interview. This time I got an opportunity to talk online with Dr. Emily Zarka, who is the host of PBS Digital Studios' Monstrum series. You can catch them on their YouTube channel. It is a fun, informative look at monsters and creatures that make up pop culture. So it's a good time. You should check them out on their YouTube channel. And before you do that, have a listen to this conversation with Dr. Emily Zarka. All right. I am joined on the line today by Dr. Emily Zarka, host of PBS Digital Studios Monstrum, which debuted on the series YouTube channel on April the 10th. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. What drove you to your love of literature in general, but then horror and monsters and creatures uh, specifically? Of course, all the good stuff, right? Yeah. Um, no, I've always loved literature since I was a little kid. Um, I read voraciously from a very young age, but I really credit actually my mom as sort of getting me on the horror train. Uh, she actually was the one who introduced me to the sci-fi channel and all those you know terrible B horror movies. And from there, it just sort of spiraled. I read everything by Stephen King before I was like 15. I've always loved monsters in general. I just didn't really think they could ever be a career um, until I was actually pursuing um, my degrees at the University of Colorado and had this sort of epiphany moment where, yes, I can talk about monsters and the undead specifically in an exciting way. And then that turned into um, what became my dissertation work uh, at Arizona State University. Very good. So you talk about that epiphany moment. I'm I'm interested in that because there's a wide gap between this is something I'm really interested in and passionate Mm -hmm. about, and I'm going to devote my career to the (laughs) academic study of this. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about what helped make that decision for you. A hundred percent. It was very specific, um, actually, combination of events that spontaneously happened. I was taking um, an undergraduate course that was topics in popular culture and randomly I signed up for it just because of the time not knowing what the topic was and the topic happened to be zombies which was amazing and at the same time I was taking that course I was also taking a history and literature of Georgian England Mm -hmm. and read for the first time a poem by Samuel Taylor Coleridge called Christabel. And I immediately identified one of the main characters, the actual villain in Christabel as being undead. To me, she was barely clearly a vampire. Um, Wrote a paper about that and was actually encouraged by my professor um, to consider grad school. So I really credit both of those classes and those two professors for helping me out. Horror is kind of a universal thing, but um, horror or at least specific horror-related elements are enjoying a bit of a resurgence right now in pop culture. What do you feel the current crop of horror projects across mm-hmm. a variety of media says about mm-hmm. us currently? Because I think you're, you're with your studies, you're quick to show that um, that certain elements speak to the the hopes and the fears and the concerns mm-hmm. of people at that time. What are we mm-hmm. s- saying about ourselves, do you feel, with our current... Uh, resurgence in horror. 
Yes. Um, so it's kind of hard for me to say an overall blanket statement right. because I really believe that the monster specific or the story specific. But I actually think that right now we're seeing this resurgence in horror, not because it's anything necessarily new, but because there's more visibility. It's getting more recognition. Um, all the Internet forums, Reddit, comics, all of that is happening. And we also have some really amazing horror movies coming out that are maybe a little less traditional, you know, bump in the night type scary movies. Um, Us, right? Get Out, The Peel stuff, um, also Hereditary or some really excellent ones that got a lot of attention. So I think like all genres, once, you know, you have certain critics or certain people, certain groups who are saying, oh, this thing has some value that it's getting a little more recognized. Um, But overall, if I had to say something about horror right now, I think that we're in a really scary time um, in human history, not only in terms of, you know, politics and all of that and terrorism and all the sort of violence that we see in the world, but also the fact that we're realizing the damage that we've done to the environment, to the world that we live in. So I think horror is a way to both escape from reality a little bit, but it also in some ways is preparation for, okay, you know, if bad things do happen, how will you react? I think that horror can sort of train us, at least psychologically, to accept the bad things when they come. Well, talk a little bit about Monstrum. How did that project come about? Did you approach PBS and say, hey, I've got an idea, this could be something, or did they present the idea to you? I presented the idea to them. I pitched, um, yeah, the program director, which was amazing. He was kind enough to give me 15 minutes, but PBS Digital Studios is always looking for interesting and unique humanities content, and I happened to fill a gap that was coming, but I think I really did show them the goal of my work and that they latched onto is to take the fear out of these stories and to give them a more humanizing, relatable perspective. And I think once, you know, you make the gap, I like to say that human history is monster history. Once you start picking it apart, uh, it becomes really obvious. And PBS was happy uh, to latch onto that idea and it's been doing really well so far. So I'm excited. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about the style of the series, because the art is fascinating. It's beautiful. What drove the decision to tell the stories in this way? Because mm-hmm. I've got to look at it and say, that looks kind of expensive. So Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a labor of love, really, for everyone. And our illustrator, Samuel Allen, is absolutely incredible. But what I really wanted to do, and part of the way I approached the show when I pitched it to them, is to add an element that was actually missing, I thought, from PBS's Digital Studios content. We're actually having unique original artwork, um, so to sort of draw different communities with that. But to be honest, a lot of the time, the monsters that I'm talking about have so many different variations or, you know, maybe have an original description from a couple thousand years ago that I don't feel has been represented accurately Mm -hmm. um, in visual text yet. So I actually work really closely um, with the production team spots in and also with um, Sam to sort of get our ideas together. Let's talk a little bit about what people who subscribe to the YouTube channel, what can they expect to see coming up over the course of the next few episodes at least. I know you started the launch on YouTube spoke specifically to the White Walkers and the Draugr from Game of Thrones. What else can they expect to see? 
we have some really exciting stuff coming up. Um, tomorrow, we're actually dropping the next episode. It's about the Dullahan, which I consider to be the original headless horseman that helped inspire the legend of Sleepy Hollow, but really looking at the Celtic mythology where that came up with. We also um, recently are just starting to cut another episode about the Chupacabras, which I'm really excited about. It turned out to be a really cool episode. So those are coming up, as well as some classic monsters like dragons, Medusa, very good. I'm going to leave this question purposefully vague because okay. that gives me the best range of answers <laughs> when I've done these in the past. What has been the best thing, and I'm going to allow you to interpret that word any way you want to, <laughs> what's been the best thing about putting this project together and the whole process of, of putting out these new episodes? To me, the best thing and what really keeps me passionate about the project is, first and foremost, I am a scholar and an educator. So I think the best thing is being able to have thousands of students, right, of people who are just super excited about learning something new and engaging with one another in a different way. And so that's definitely been the favorite thing is having all the feedback and having the community. I hope also to see more of that with Monstrum is, you know, really get the community tab and the Instagram going and start having conversations with my viewers. Absolutely. What are you reading currently? What am I reading currently? It's a range. I'm actually rereading Stephen King's um, Night Shift short story collection. I'm also reading Go Gojiro, which is kind of this bizarre uh, novel based off of Godzilla, which should give another little hint about one another upcoming episode. Uh -huh. And then some more academic stuff, Romantic Outlaws, um, and I'm doing actually On the Origin of Species by Darwin again. Very good. Well, Monstrum releases new episodes every two weeks. Uh, again, the first episode was released April 10th. Uh, we're speaking on April 23rd, so you have a second episode coming out tomorrow. Be sure to subscribe to the Monstrum YouTube channel so you'll be notified when the new episodes are available. Dr. Zarka, thank you again. I could actually, sometime, <laughs> we could sit down and I could pick your brain for hours on different things because I think it's fascinating. I absolutely love what you're doing with the channel. It, thank you so much. It totally speaks to me as a amateur <laughs> explorer of yeah. not just horror, but you know, the whole comparative mythology piece of it. I absolutely mm -hmm. love the whole intellectual side of what this does. Plus it's very engaging and entertaining. So I feel like this Thank is so a much. fantastic series. So thanks. And I'd love to chat more. I'm always willing to talk all things monster and history <laughs> and creepiness. Absolutely. Well, again, thanks for taking the time. I will let you get on with your day, but I appreciate you uh, again, making the time to talk with us today about monster. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks once again to Dr. Zarka for taking the time to talk with us about Monstrum. All you got to do is go to YouTube, type in Monstrum, that's M-O-N-S-T-R-U-M, PBS in the search engine, and it will pull up the Monstrum page. Just subscribe to the page and you'll be notified. If you have your notifications turned on, you'll be notified uh, anytime there's new episodes. Those come out once every two weeks. They start April 10th, April the 24th, and on from there. A whole 16 episodes of the first season will be re released every two weeks, so be sure to check them out. They're short little videos, they're informative, they're fun, they're a good time. I encourage everybody that's hearing this to check them out and subscribe on YouTube. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Again, I've been Joey Mills. Thank you so much. Thanks again, Dr. Zarka. We will talk to her hopefully later on down the road, and hopefully we'll catch you there as well. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. 
Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.